So throughout Advent, we have been looking at the I Am sayings in John's Gospel. And tonight, we read from John 8, uh, where Jesus speaks of himself as the light of the world. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then the Pharisees said to him, You are testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid because I know where I have come from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is valid, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is valid. I testify on my own behalf, and the Father who sent me testifies on my behalf. And then they said to him, Where is your Father? And Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while he was teaching in the treasury of the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, help us to hear your voice, to see signs of your love, and to open our hearts and hands to receive those gifts this evening. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It doesn't take much to know that one of the primary metaphors of Christmas is light, obviously. Brightness, light breaking into darkness, inextinguishable light, these are all things that we sing about and read about at Christmas time. Matthew has the bright star of the wise men that they follow, and Luke has the light of the glory of the Lord that shines down upon the shepherds. And what there is also, however, in the scriptures and in the songs about Christmas is that this light that shines on that night is not seen by all. It's largely in scripture a story that is played out in obscurity, and in those moments where it was actually lived, it was all but unnoticed. I love the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, because it, it takes that and, and explores it in, in every way that this obscure little town of Bethlehem is the place where the King of Glory is born, and it goes all but unnoticed because it happens in obscurity outside of town, and no one really knows what is actually going on. And so that song sings of things like in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. How silently the wondrous gift is given. No ear may hear his coming. All of these lines point to the reality that this largely goes unnoticed because it is simply the birth of a baby that no one is really aware of. And in some ways it's a picture of exactly what Jesus is talking to the Pharisees about in John 8 in the passage that I just read. It's an illustration of what John says earlier in his gospel that this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and yet 
people preferred to walk in darkness. So Jesus says in the hearing of the Pharisees, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And the Pharisees essentially say to Jesus, we just don't see it. Where is this light and who is your father? And Jesus tells them, well, you would, if you knew my father, you would know this light and the light would make sense to you. It's a picture of what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount when he reports that the the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? What Jesus is saying to the Pharisees is the light that you're celebrating actually isn't light at all. You don't see the light because you only see the God who is in your particular religious box. And it's a box into which the God of creation does not fit. If you've got God figured out, then you have no need for this light. And therefore, your eyes are closed to it. You don't see it. Robert Farrar Capon says that the gospel story really only makes sense to those who are the littlest, the least, the lost, and the dead. It's good news to those who need good news. It is emptiness that makes us ready to be filled. It is deep darkness that makes us long for light. It's open and unencumbered hands that are ready to receive a gift. And it's deafening silence that makes us want to strain to hear a word of hope. And it takes some imagination, quite frankly, to see the face of the Lord of glory in the face of the child in the manger. It's hard to see how the vulnerability of this little one is the fulfillment of all of the longings that we're afraid to admit. But his weakness mirrors our weakness at this point, just as it does on the cross. And he joins us in this vulnerable place to let us know that our vulnerability is not the last word, that our poverty, grief, and hunger are met by the gift of steadfast love and that the light of this love can never be extinguished. Let's pray. Lord, let your light shine and help us to see it by the power of your spirit. For we pray in your name. Amen.